Hi, everyone, and welcome to Behind the Numbers. I'm Dave Bookbinder. I'm a managing director at B. Riley Financial, and I'm also the author of the new ROI, Return on Individuals. And today, I'm pleased to welcome Allison Ferenczi, who's the chief executive officer and co-founder of Camera IQ. We're going to be talking about how to create a brand experience using augmented reality. Allison, welcome to Behind the Numbers. Hi, Keith. Thanks so much for having me. Excited for our discussion today. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And I'm Dave, by the way. Keith was somebody else that you met along the oh, journey. Oh, I'm here. so sorry. No worries. We only offended a million people or more. Not, not to worry. I'm, we're all good, Allison. Allison, <laughs> why don't you tell the audience a little bit about Camera IQ and what is augmented reality? You can recover from this. It's all good. Absolutely. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> um, well, so Camera IQ is... A no-code design platform for augment for excuse me. Camera IQ is a no-code design platform for creating augmented reality experiences that you can publish across platform. What does that mean? Technically, augmented reality is um, overlaying digital content into our physical world, and we view that through the camera. Um, maybe you use Instagram filters or lenses on Snapchat. Um, you may have seen your kids puking rainbows or putting bunny ears on their head, um, but we also are seeing the rise of augmented reality for brand awareness, engagement, and conversion. So the ability to try on makeup before you purchase, put a sofa in your room um, to make sure it fits. Um, it's a very exciting space um, and growing quickly these days. You mentioned that it's no code. What does that mean? Absolutely. I'm going to go ahead and do a quick screen share just so folks can get a sense of what I mean by, oh, Dave, I am actually disabled to screen share. Um, but what no code means is instead of having to learn um, technical tools um, where you're required to code, um, at Camera IQ, we have created a, a set of tools that are drag and drop. So anyone can immediately get started. It's as easy as dragging an image off your desktop into our tool, and you can start to build in 3D um, and publish augmented reality experiences. Yeah. Allison, what's your background? How did you get into this space? Great question. So I did not know I was going to be an entrepreneur. Um, my background is as a creative technologist. I was studying interior design at Pratt, um, doing my master's, and started to work in 3D tools. I like to say it's the first time I learned how to use a computer beyond writing papers in college. <laughs> and um, I was really blown away about, uh, about how powerful these creative tool sets were, um, but confused as to why we would build and render spaces. And once we fabricated them, there was no connection to the technology that made them. So I started a second master's in digital, in digital interactive art. Um, and that really was where I started to investigate what if our on and offline worlds could share the same space and time. Pretty heady, um, but augmented reality was the perfect medium for exploring that. What if you could put a digital object in front of you? Would would you would it have value? Would you convert on it? Um, questions like that. Yeah, and when you described augmented reality in the context of those filters for Instagram and Snapchat, mm -hmm. I think folks who are watching and listening certainly understand that. Uh, maybe uh, at the commercial break we can get the screen share working so we can see some examples, but until we do, or if we don't, 
Tell us a little bit about how brands are currently using augmented reality. Yeah, so we we see brands using augmented reality as a full funnel solution. Um, what I mean by full funnel is using augmented reality at every customer touch point from, hey, we're going to promote a new show, a new album, um, a product launch, uh, to we want to be top of mind in, in a brand awareness capacity. So creating playful AR experiences um, that help consumers celebrate themselves. So that may be, um, you know, we call that kind of a, a quiz or randomizer where it could be what drink are you if we're talking about a um, beverage company, if they have multiple flavors and it'll stop on one of them and say, you know, you're chocolate milk and, and you can kind of laugh and play and share that with your friends. What we also see brands doing is then using it to um, drive trust with consumers and allow them to convert on their product. So in that instance, what we're talking about, if we look at beauty, which was, um, of course, impacted by COVID, you couldn't go to a store and try on makeup any longer. Um, they're actually digitizing all of their products, um, creating digital SKUs of, of replicas of all their lipsticks, foundations, eyeshadows, eyeliners, mascaras, et cetera, and allowing the consumer to actually try on um, that product before they purchase. So getting a sense of what does it look like on me um, or what does it look like in my living room um, or what is that shoe made of before I purchase um, as opposed to just looking at a photo or video that you're able to actually interact with that content, content and try it before you purchase. Yeah, and as a consumer, that's fantastic. So it, it, it seems to me like there's maybe a fundamental sea change or generational mm -hmm. shift, however you want to describe it, um, in the way that folks have more or less an expectation of being able to use these kinds of tools. Um, and what does that mean for brands going forward and how they tell their story? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's we truly are in a sea change of consumer expectation moving away from consuming passive content. When I talk about passive content, I'm talking about photo and video to a consumer expectation of seeing themselves reflected in the brand, being able to um, participate in the brand. Um, so that's where we're seeing the rise of, of digital content and dare I say the rise of the metaverse. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about uh, that. And, and right. And, and, and gaming platforms um, are a huge part of that. And so that shift is for a brand to say, it's no longer just about us telling our story, but creating opportunities for you as a consumer to be a part of our story digitally. Um, and AR is absolutely one of the foundational um, mediums for a brand to do that. How about smaller brands, Allison? Are they currently using AR? Should they be jumping into that pool? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? You said how yeah, small brands? Small, smaller brands. Yeah. Using um, AR. Yeah, so, you know, I, I think there's two things um, that any brand, large or small, can be doing today. And, you know, of course, at Camera IQ, we um, are working with, with primarily very large brands. So we are starting to see that um, SMB market become interested in our technology and it's affordable enough for them to get started. Um, what, what we really think about for them is kind of twofold. A is how do you guys start to digitize your products? Um, so that means getting 3D models of, of your products 
or starting to really kind of build that digital brand library, um, which many of you, if you're already doing online advertising, have social media accounts, you have that content library that you can leverage. Um, and, and playing with your consumer there. So what's great about what's available on social today without having to integrate into your own website is these experiences are free and available um, for you to publish onto social platforms like Instagram, Facebook, Facebook, and Snapchat. So while there are paid ad units, you can create this content. It can live on your profile um, and give your followers there an opportunity to engage with your brand in a new way um, without having to put media spend behind it. Yeah. Allison, for folks who are watching and listening and want to learn more about you, connect with you, work with you, how can they reach you? Um, best way to reach us is head to our website at cameraiq.com um, or shoot me a LinkedIn message. Um, I'm Allison Frenzy on LinkedIn and I will get back to you as quickly as I can. Sounds good. Allison, we're going to take a commercial break right now and see if we can't get that screen sharing thing fixed. So for folks watching and listening, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Allison Forensi after this quick break. I feel bad for kicking your seat on purpose. I'm sorry for mansplaining. That's when a man... I know what it is. We should have just told you it's a boy. <laughs> I wish you didn't have to hear all that. Sorry I called you Karen. That's my name. Sorry your name is Karen. I promise I will not eat any more of your friends. Really? Okay, it might happen one more time. Hi everyone, my name is Milton Corsi. I'm here with my co-host, Mark Iorio. Welcome to Team Talk. Team Talk's all about bringing teams together, bringing organizations together, bringing a diverse group of people together to make the organization a better, more successful organization. Listening to every single voice in the organization to make it better. Yeah, our guests are gonna include people from industry, people from sports and other walks of life. And they're gonna to talk to us about their specific journeys to team success. Tune in on Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. and then again on Thursday evening at 5 p.m. to watch Milton and I talk about Team Talk. We're looking forward to having you join us. When your family gathers around a shakaroni from Papa John's, you're sharing more than extra cheese and pepperoni. You're sharing scholarships, meals, and laughter. Because one dollar from every shakaroni goes to charity. That's pizza with a purpose. Where are you when it comes to relationships? I'm Dr. Donna Marie, and this is Grace and Space. We're talking the highs, the lows, and everything in between when it comes to life and love and relationships. Join me here, Grace and Space, on RVN, the Compassion Healing Network. We'll see you soon. And welcome back to Behind the Numbers. I'm Dave Bookbinder, and today we're talking about creating a brand experience using augmented reality with Allison Ferenczi, who's the CEO of Camera IQ. And I think during the break, Allison, we got the technical glitch fixed, and we're now going to be able to allow you to share with us visually what augmented reality looks like. So 
I'm going to let you take over the screen here and do your thing. Awesome. Okay. Able to see my screen? Gotcha. Great. Um, so just briefly, uh, this is a quick, quick screen share of our product, um, web-based no-code authoring tool. Um, and again, what we're really looking at here is the ability for um, anyone to use our tool, create augmented reality experiences without coding, um, and publish these across platforms. So for us, that means Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, as well as web. In terms of what do augmented reality experiences really look like, um, I wanted to walk through um, a couple of examples here. So when I refer to that top of funnel experience, um, here I have a couple of examples from great brands um, of how they created, again, brand awareness um, and engagement for their consumers. So on the left-hand side, we're looking at an example from MGA, the Creative LOL Surprise. Um, and how they actually allowed you to become one of their characters. Uh, and so this was a really fun way for um, parents and kids to play um, and reimagine the LOL surprise characters that they love. The next here is actually how Discovery participated in a cultural moment, which is such a great use case for AR and that top of funnel um, awareness. You know, instead of posting uh, a picture of Bart Simpson's eating the donut for donut day, <laughs> why not create an, in, uh, an interactive experience? So in this case, um, Discovery was celebrating the launch of the SpaceX um, and, and here we have actually Katy Perry wearing a recreation of the SpaceX helmet and then consumers could try it for themselves. Um, being cognizant of time, looking over here right at the end is actually um, how Cartoon Network has taken their IP um, from one of their shows and actually created a mini game. Um, so again, reimagining what your IP is um, to drive consumer engagement and give fans a new way to play with your brand. Um, the last experience to really kind of drive home again how this becomes a full funnel solution. Um, this is an example from Smashbox Cosmetics. Uh, and here they were actually launching a new eyeshadow palette. Um, and a consumer could actually try on those exact colors um, and then swipe up to their e-commerce site um, and check out from this experience giving consumers the confidence to purchase um, online without trying the product in real life, they saw a 10x increase in e-commerce sales. So again, massive, massive um, opportunity for brands as, as they look to scale e-commerce um, in our new reality. Yeah, and in that new reality, part of that new reality is the fact that uh, a lot of us are still stuck um, not being able to do too much in terms of retail therapy, so to speak, in person. So it's a lot of online shopping. So fantastic tool. And, and you, you touched on engagement and you know, the show's called Behind the Numbers, but let's jump into the numbers just a little bit if we can. And do you have any data insights that you can share with the audience, Allison, in terms of conversion rates with and engagement levels with regard to the yeah. AR? So um, one of the, you know, when I, um, Dave say, Consumers want interactive experiences. Um, I'm not just saying that anecdotally. Um, 
the numbers behind that that we have to support that if we look at the average play rate of an AR experience published from our platform, so looking across all of our customers and platforms, um, we're seeing an average of a 55% play rate, meaning 55% of consumers are opting in to use this AR experience. When we compare that to the average engagement rate, meaning a like or a share of a photo or video, even there, we're talking about actively engaging with something versus just clicking a heart. Um, we're seeing a 1.6% engagement rate. So massive difference there from 55% of play rate to a 1.6% average engagement rate. Um, and then when we talk about conversion, I obviously shared a very exciting number there of a 10x increase of e-commerce sales for um, that particular customer. But on average, our customers are seeing um, at least a three and a half X increase in e-commerce sales. Um, so again, really being able to not only say, hey, we can increase the time spent with your brand, as well as the quality of the time spent with your brand, um, but we also can drive that increase in conversion, um, which of course your bottom line is what really matters. Yeah, this is a really valuable resource and tool for, for brands. Uh, Allison, I'm going to give you a chance to brag for a second. Um, I saw on, on social recently that you just won an award, an innovation award. Why don't you talk about that for a second? Thank you. Um, that's right, we did. We just won um, an innovation award for most innovative uh, product from uh, the Business Insider. And for us, that was very exciting. Um, really, when we set out to build Camera IQ, the vision was always to democratize this technology, to make it available not just to developers, but for everyone, because we believe that it would transform how consumers and brands engaged with one another. Um, so receiving that award was you know, obviously incredibly validating. And for me, more than anything, was was such a great way to honor the hard work that my team puts in to make that um, vision real. Well, congratulations to you and your team for Thank that. You. Tell the audience how they can connect with you if they want to have a conversation, Allison. Absolutely. Um, again, reach out to us on our website at cameraiq.com. Um, request a demo. We have awesome salespeople who are here to do that. Um, you can also reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, just search Allison Frenzy and I am pretty responsive on my messages. So I will do my best to get back to you directly. And she will promptly accept your invitation to connect. I can attest to that, right? So promptly, Dave, not Keith. Exactly. <laughs> Let's, let's talk about the metaverse for a moment, because um, there's a lot of us, and probably myself included, who don't fully understand what that means and where mm -hmm. AR fits into that whole picture. So can you, uh, can you give us a little bit of a primer on that? Yeah, absolutely. So, and I love that you asked. We, I just published an ad week on this and did a big, big talk on the metaverse. Um, so the easiest way to think about the metaverse now is, um, it is the next iteration extension of the internet. Um, and what it is, what it really is, is the spatial experience of the internet. So imagine that you could either A, map the internet to your physical reality through augmented reality. Um, we think about at Camera IQ as augmented reality as the gateway to the metaverse, because there's a billion people today using augmented reality on their mobile phones. 
or it is the creation of a virtual environment um, of the internet, a 3D environment of the internet that you can, in many cases, explore through the use of an avatar. Um, the reality is, is the metaverse is here now and in lots of different pockets. And so what I mean by that is the AR effects that you're seeing on social media are a gateway to the metaverse. Those are these little pockets where we are starting to map and make the internet physical in these experiences. But we also can look to platforms like Roblox and Fortnite, um, which are virtual environments. That is virtual reality um, as well, of course. And I actually just took it off my chair before we hopped on this call. Um, platforms like Oculus, um, which are part of the metaverse as well. I think the big piece here um, is the metaverse is going to be a multiverse. It is not a monoverse. Not one company will own it. It will show up in lots of places, just like the internet does. And we will access it from lots of devices, just like we do the internet. So what I mean by that is you can access it through your mobile phone and camera, through a tablet, through a head-mounted display like an Oculus, through your personal computer like we are right now, um, so on and so forth. So, you know, in our definition, we try to lower the barrier to entry to have folks understand that in many ways we are all participating in it already. Um, and that it is, again, going to show up in lots of places. So in, in leveraging the metaverse as, we'll call it an entertainment vehicle, it, there, there's a, an e-commerce play here as well then, correct? Yeah, so one of the ways that we talk about the metaverse at Camera IQ is we talk about it as kind of three fundamental building blocks, people, things, and places. People being um, the opportunity to, in AR, it might be, you know, these fun AR effects where we're putting bunny ears on our head and taking quizzes. Um, but it also is, you know, our digitized selves, so our avatars. Um, then there's things, which is how we start to use, um, we start to do product visualization, product try-on, as well as digital goods. Um, so I'm sure everyone's kind of been hearing the buzz around NFTs. Um, and then the third bucket and building block is kind of that geospatial experience, which is, you know, whether that's mapping content to Times Square that we can all participate in and view together, um, or if it's a, again, um, virtual world like Nike built within Roblox, right, with Nike Land. Um, so, and then within each of those, within Nike Land, you're going to have your digitized self and you can convert on, con you can actually purchase physical and digital goods, um, and so it's that kind of building block. I'm not sure if that framework helps, um, but that's that's certainly how we kind of think about how a brand should start to consider their metaverse strategy. Yeah. So are we in the early innings, fair to say, on the metaverse? We are in the early innings. We certainly, for better or worse, um, obviously it's exciting for me. We're certainly in a hype cycle and there's a lot of investment going into the space from big tech at the infrastructural level. There's a lot happening in the startup space. Um, certainly in my experience, um, the brands that we work with at the executive level, they're really trying to 
wrap their heads around what is our metaverse strategy and what's the business infrastructure we need to put in place. But the time horizon for, I think, the sci-fi version of the metaverse that I think people picture, um, you know, is years away. Um, so I really, I consider this like early days of the internet. We're at the kind of, hey, get your website up stage, um, start to participate, put your stake in the ground. Um, but by no means are we all, you know, living in the metaverse 100% of the time right now. Yep. But like you said, the larger brands are in, engaging this as part of a strategic plan going forward. It's part of the business strategy. So for those of you watching and listening on the, the smaller brand side, uh, know that there's a, a big movement here. Fair? There is a big movement here. And again, I think going back to um, what I mentioned of how do brands get started is Social AR is a great way to start playing in the metaverse. The content that you make for social AR will work in virtual environments, will help you refine what it means for your business down the road. Um, and then the second most important thing is when you have the opportunity to digitize your brand, especially if you have physical products and can start to have 3D models of those products, we talk about them as digital twins, um, that is a great investment in asset and will put you leaps and bounds ahead of um, your competitors. Yeah, Allison, we only have a few minutes to go here in the program, uh, but I want to touch on something that you mentioned at the top of the show. You, you said that you sort of didn't intend to become an entrepreneur. Uh, a lot of folks in the audience uh, are entrepreneurs or are aspiring entrepreneurs. Can you share a little bit about your journey to entrepreneurship, how you dipped your toes in the water and what are some of the key takeaways you might offer? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for me, my journey to entrepreneurship really was solving a problem and pain point for myself. Um, as I mentioned, I was a digital artist um, working in the augmented reality space. So I had firsthand knowledge of how challenging creating in the space was. And I was aggressively early. Um, I was a, a digital artist working in the space 10 years ago. Um, so had the foresight and kind of pain point of, hey, there's not a set of tools that makes this easy for me. Um, from there, I actually started a different business, which was an AR agency. So that's how I started to work with brands and even more so understood their pain point. Um, so when I think about entrepreneurship, I think it's really important to understand the pain point that you're solving inside and out, whether that is creating a technology solution like I have, um, or, you know, perhaps you're opening a restaurant. Well, what is it that differentiates your um, restaurant from, you know, the one down the street? So that that is, I think, always important. Um, the other piece, which is a bit of just, it's hard. Um, and so there's nothing more rewarding than building your own business, but um, it definitely takes perseverance. Um, and I'm a believer that it's also, it's perseverance, timing, and luck. Um, so, you know, hanging in there to make it work, to be around for the right opportunities is really critical. Um, and certainly a part of our story, um, like I said, have been in the space for 10 years. Um, and, you know, now we're just kind of enjoying the fruits of this current environment. Yeah, and I can tell that came from the heart and from personal experience. So thanks for sharing that. And thank you for joining us today on Behind the Numbers, Allison. It was great having you on the program. 
Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, hopefully we'll have you back again as the story continues to unfold for you. I see a lot of good things coming your way. Thank you. So today we've been talking with Allison Ferenzi, who is the CEO of Camera IQ, and we've learned all about how to create a brand experience using augmented reality. Again, my name is Dave Bookbinder, and I'm the person that my clients reach out to when they want to know what their most important assets are worth. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm happy to have a conversation with you. Thank you all for watching and listening. As always, we can't do this without you. Wherever you're watching or listening, please do hit the subscribe button so you can stay in touch with us and keep up with what's going on and behind the numbers. We will see you again next week. Until then, take care, everybody.